Well, morning. Can you hear me okay? It's uh, Miriam on the sound desk today. Uh, you give me a big wave at about 20, 25 minutes like that. Just so I know where I'm up to. Give me a wave at about 65, 70 minutes. No, <laughs> Okay, well, it's, it's lovely to, to be here. Um, been on holiday for a week. Nice to be back with everyone. Um, little story. On holiday last week, uh, and we were in our hotel room, and it was like getting the kids ready for bedtime. You know, where the time where they run around like headless chicken and don't listen to anything you say and trying to avoid going to bed, that sort of time. <coughs> so anyway, in my amazing parenting wisdom, I said, if you get in your pyjamas, you can have some sweets. <laughs> uh, just went straight for the bribery tactics. And um, <coughs> none of them listened to me or got in their pyjamas. Uh, I think Elijah got in his pyjamas, so I gave him a sweet. And then Arwen came out and said, oh, well, where's my sweet, Dad? Uh, and I said to her, I said, well, <clears throat> you haven't really listened to what I've said, have you? I told you to get into your pyjamas, and then you could, if you did that, you could have a sweet. So how am I supposed to give you a sweet? I said like that to her. I said, what do you think I should do, hey? And she went to me, uh, it's called Grace Dad. <laughs> you know, like... And I thought, I said, all right, go on then. That was a pretty good answer. You can have a sweet. <laughs> well, that's great, isn't it? And I thought to myself, well, okay, all right, she's a little bit cheeky there. But the truth is, she's, someone's putting some good word into her and into our children. And uh, thank you to all those who are um, helping with Sunday school. Because that's really important, isn't it? That our kids are learning. She's eight and she's learning these concepts. Isn't that fantastic? Um, so thanks to everyone who, who puts in hard work uh, to try and share with the kids um, uh, the Bible stories and messages. Uh, it really is fantastic. Um, <clears throat> I'll talk a little bit this morning about the Word. Uh, the Word of God. Uh, that's really <clears throat> my subject for this morning is hearing... God's word uh, and really been brought round to that concept for a few things just really contemplating and thinking about uh, a few things and, and uh, really what is going to last forever and this is just some of the things I want you to think about what's going to last forever what, what can you do what can you be part of what do you have that is going to last for eternity okay <clears throat> so that sort of really got me thinking what things are eternal and what things are not okay now uh, the conclusion that I'll come to is, is, is these two things and I'll share some bible verses with, about them one of them is our souls our souls are eternal and other people's souls out there are eternal. Um, uh, and where they go is really important. <laughs> and it's something we need to think about. 
It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that all that believe on him shall not die, but have eternal life. Uh, and it's something to consider. Our souls, our very souls are eternal. Uh, and the other thing, the other thing that I can see in Scripture that is eternal is God's Word. Uh, in, in Matthew 24, verse 35, it says, Heaven, uh, and this is Jesus speaking, uh, he says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Well, that's a big statement, isn't it? <laughs> that's a big, big statement. My words will never far, pass away. They will stand the test of time. They will go past time. They will go through time. They will last forever. That's a big, that's a head scratcher, that one, isn't it? Uh, and we think about, when we think about that, we, we, there's so many things to think about. You know, it says, uh, God said, let there be light. And there was light. Uh, and we think about the word existed before the planet existed. The word existed before the light existed. Um, God's word is um, everlasting. Therefore, my conclusions on this is, well, what, what is my focus on? What, what is my heart set towards? What is your heart set towards? Where is your investment? What are you investing in? In the perishing or in the eternal? Does that make sense? Um, and it's a, bit of a, it's a battle in life. And it's not saying that you can't do anything that is uh, not eternal. You know, we've got to live our lives. But what, what's your focus? You know, let's think about some of the things that aren't eternal. Maybe that will help a little bit. <clears throat> now, all, all of you know this. Your car is not eternal. <laughs> Anyone had a non-eternal car? <laughs> uh, amen, yeah, that's right. It's not, is it? It's going to wear out. Um, your lunch. It's not eternal, is it? <laughs> uh, it's decomposing. <laughs> um, there, there's lots of things. Anything that is material is not eternal. This earth is not eternal. Really. It has no eternal value. Um, <clears throat> doesn't mean that we don't do anything on this earth. You know? I'm not, that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point that I'm trying to make is, what are you setting your heart and your mind on? Is your heart and mind set on the eternal? Is it set on God's word? Is that a priority for you? Is that a priority for me? Because it's eternal... And it won't change. And getting hold of God's word, and this is the thing I want you to maybe get out today. If you can get hold of God's word, you can do something eternal. You can make an eternal impact on others. You can make an internal impact for yourself. <laughs> if you can get hold of God's word. If you can focus on God's word. Colossians 3.22 says this. Set your minds on things above. In the KJV it says, set your affections on things above. 
Well, that helps a little bit, actually, if you say affections. What is your, what, what are your, where are your affections at? What do you love to do? What's your, what's your, your strong focus? Where do you want to be? Is it in God's word? Is it in God's presence? Is it hearing what he's got to say? It says set your minds. Set, set. There's a purposeful thing. Uh, you won't naturally fall into it. <laughs> That's what I found anyway. <laughs> uh, we have to be a little bit more <coughs> deliberate uh, about it. So God's word is today's focus. Uh, I, I, I want to uh, just um, uh, give a little, uh, what do you call it? Um, a little comparison, that's the wrong word, the word I'm looking for. Uh, basically, I, I was thinking about it and I was thinking, investing all your heart and your energy and your time in, into the things of this world, into, um, into your, your um, career or, or building up this or building up that or, or investing in material wealth or, or your house and all those sorts of things. I'm not saying don't invest in them, but I'm saying to make them your primary focus it is, is like buying a thousand apples today for yourself. Does that, does that make sense? You buy a thousand apples for yourself today, well, you look at it tomorrow and say, that was stupid. They've all gone rotten. They've all wasted away. They haven't lasted. And now I'm left with... 999 rotten apples. That's what putting your focus on things of this world is. Eternity is a lot longer. Like today, this life is like a drop. (laughs) It's like a moment. Uh, And to to put all your eggs in that one moment's basket is, to me, doesn't seem like a very good idea. So getting ourselves an eternal focus and perspective is really important. Uh, and when, when I'm saying that, I mean, the two things there that are, I think are key and eternal is God's word is eternal and our souls uh, are eternal and, and fighting for other people's souls. What an eternal work. Amen? But the one thing, I, I, I'm not going to focus on that second one, that eternal work of fighting for other people's souls. I'm not going to focus totally on that today because I think that's another subject. The, the, the subject that I really want to focus on is God's word. My words will never pass away, Jesus said. I want to focus on that subject today. God's word. Now, <clears throat> I don't know if you're anything like me, but we've got God's scripture, Bible. It's um, great. Um, but God's word is active. Does that make sense? It's living. God's word is living. It's not dead words on a page. It's not rules in a book that we learn so that we can pass a test. That's not the point of God's word. God's word is, is a living, relational thing. Does that make sense? So uh, just a, a, a rough example of that would be um, we can read the Bible um, and and. And God's word is really, what's God's word to you? 
Does that make sense? Now, we can read the Bible and we can read um, uh, Judas went and bought a field and hung himself. Okay? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and we could say, oh, well, I think that's God's word to me. Maybe I should go and buy a field and hang myself. <laughs> but I get, yeah, well, thank you. At least someone's shaking their head. That, that is not God's word to you, I'll tell you right now. 100%. I'll tell you, that is not God's word to you. Do not go and do that. Okay? It's not consistent with God's character of love for you. So understanding that maybe God's word to you is more than just some words on a page that you pick out. Does that make sense? There's, got, there's something a bit more to it. Uh, and God is speaking to us individually. Uh, and he is uh, guiding us and helping us uh, and, and wants to Is that okay? Does that make sense? So, uh, God says, and, and this is the thing, God says things to us that are consistent with his word. <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, <clears throat> we'll hear a little bit more about that. Now, this is the thing that I think, well, if, you know, my problem a lot of the time and my stress is, well, I don't know <laughs> necessarily what God is exactly saying to me. I don't know if you ever feel like that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what God's word for my life specifically right this second is, always. Uh, and it can stress me out. And I think, well, if I knew what God wanted me to do, I'd go and do it. But I just don't know. Um, and so this is sort of some of the stuff that I want to address today. How, um, how do I hear God speak to me? Uh, I think I have about five points. Can't count, so I've probably got more than that. But. How how can I hear God's word? I think this is so key for the Christ, for the Christian life, for the Christian walk, um, <clears throat> is to know what God is saying to you. <laughs> that assurance, um, and and when I think about Jesus. He was the most assured person who's ever walked the face of this earth. Don't you think? When you, when you read the scriptures and you just get a feel for him, he's not hesitant at all, is he? It, it's not like he doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing or where he's supposed to be going. These things he's so sure of. And why? Well, it seems like he has this rock-solid assurance of what God is saying to him. And what he is being asked to do. He says, in fact, he says, I do nothing that I don't see the Father doing. I do nothing that God doesn't tell me to do. <laughs> wow. Uh, <clears throat> and you think, well, I wish I could be like that. And sometimes I just haven't got a clue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I, I really wanted to just share with you uh, some personal tips. Um, Advice, principles for hearing God speaking to you, if that makes sense. Uh, <clears throat> number one, 
uh, is th th these are all very simple things because one thing you realize about me is I'm a pretty simple guy. <laughs> so if it's complicated, I'm probably gonna, I'm not going to get there. Okay, point number one uh, is make time for God. Very simple. We know, we know some of these things, but I just want to expand on it a little bit. Now, every relationship you have <coughs> requires investment. Is that right? You've got a husband, you've got to spend time with them. You've got a wife, you need to spend time listening to them. <laughs> I'm a bit cheeky there. But you know what I'm saying, you've got children. You've got to spend time with them. And you know what they're like? I mean, I'll tell you what my daughter's like. You know, she'll guilt me if I don't spend time with her. She'll be like, oh, are you going out again, Daddy? You're always going out. And I know that she wants to spend time with me. Time's important. Uh, and this concept, we have to apply this same concept to God. He is exactly the same. He wants to be, spend time with us. Okay? <clears throat> now, as you know, with relationships, life's busy. You've got to be deliberate about spending time with each other, right? Does that make, otherwise, you're, oh, we've just been too busy and we've just drawn, we've been... Um, you know, if you don't spend time together, you feel like you're, you're just drifting apart a little bit. Does that make sense? And so, when you spend more time together, you feel like you understand each other more, you know where each other's coming from, and you're on the same page, and it feels great. So, spending time together is really important, but you have to be deliberate. You know, it's nice to hear um, Joel and Zayna went out for their anniversary. Sounded like a great time, you know. But you've got to be deliberate. You've got to say, right, our anniversary, we're going to make a point. We're going to go and do something special together. You know, and, uh, and it, it's great, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> this is what I find, okay? Spending time with God doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't just happen. Does that make sense? It doesn't just happen. It, you have to be deliberate. Uh, <clears throat> and... Um, one of the things I'd like to say is, Jesus, okay, Son of God, the Word of God, God himself, was deliberate about spending time with God. <laughs> well, if he had to be deliberate about it, I think I'm going to have to be too. Does that make sense? So what do we find? We find um, <clears throat> Jesus as a young boy. What do we find him doing? The one story we have of Jesus as a young boy is this. He's in the temple um, <clears throat> spending time with the priests and the men of God, learning about God. Um, <clears throat> but he's been a bit deliberate, hasn't he? He hasn't just stayed there by accident. His parents went home. Uh, three days he was in the temple before they found him. <laughs> uh, so he was being a bit deliberate about staying and focusing, wasn't he? Uh, and it says that what he was doing there was this, listening and asking questions. That's all he was doing, listening and asking questions. Uh, and they're two real keys to hearing God. <laughs> Listen and ask questions. It's easy to, I mean, I think there's such a place for us coming and just saying, Lord, this is how I'm feeling. This is everything I'm feeling in my heart. This is all the stuff I want you to do for me. Um, and um, if you could just sort this out and sort this out, and um, I'm going to work now, bye. 
And yet we haven't heard God. Uh, because really we haven't spent any time listening. So listening is a real key. If you're like me, maybe you're not like me, but I cannot multitask. Okay, maybe you can. I'm sure Karina's a lot better at multitasking than I am. But it, I'm one of those people that, like, you know when the telly's on, I'm that person who just sort of stands there. People go, pa, 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 it's dinner time, or stop watching it. What? Yeah. And I've agreed to something. I've got no clue what she said. <clears throat> but do you see how this, this makes sense? So for me, as a person, if I don't spend time just with God, how am I ever going to hear him? It's got to be just with God. It can't be with the telly and God and the mobile phone and God. Does that make sense? Unless you're in your Bible on your phone. You can have that. <laughs> So, make God a priority. God doesn't want to be an also-ran. Does that make sense? Just like your wife doesn't want to be an also-ran in your list of tasks. Now, this is one thing I want to say. is um, When thinking about making time for God... Don't worry if your plan for spending time with God is different to other people's plan for spending time with God. Okay? It's your relationship with God. (laughs) Does that make sense? You know, if someone else is spending two hours praying in the morning, well, great, that's good for them. Maybe that's what God's asking them to do. He might be asking you to read two Bible verses and spend one minute praying with him. Or just do that. Don't worry about it. Don't get pent up about it the amount of times I've tried to pray for an hour and done it for like a day and and then then absolutely you know flogged myself because I couldn't do it anymore and just felt rubbish and then not bothered at all well that's no good is it (laughs) just just relax about it does that make sense relax about it do what do what you feel God is calling you to do spend time with him okay but do make a plan does that make sense you know, if you, uh, being deliberate requires a plan. Um, <clears throat> your plan might be very simple. That's fine. And this is the other thing. When you're spending time with God and you, you're just spending time, okay, don't worry if nothing happens. Does that make sense? Don't worry if you spend half an hour with God and 20 minutes of it or half an hour you couldn't focus at all and then five minutes you were checking Facebook and and then two minutes you were thinking about going on your bike uh, and then actually there was 30 seconds of prayer in there. (laughs) Don't worry about it. That's fine. That's what happens to me a lot. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) But it's about relationship. It's not about coming out of your prayer time or your time spent with God with a five-point plan for today. Because that's not how relationships work, is it? You just want to spend time with each other. You know, my friends, I just think, I just want to spend time. Because I love being with them. And we've got to get that sort of feel with God going on. Does that make sense? Right. Point number two. The presence of God. Okay? Now... The presence of God is amazing, uh, and 
is a place where God can really speak. Now, if I was to say, um, Simon, uh, can you go outside? Yeah. And I say, Krina, can you lock the door? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was like, Simon, can you go outside? Okay. Now, I'm going to talk, and then I'm going to ask Simon what I've said. Simon, come back in. Now, it's not really fair on Simon, is it? He's got no chance of knowing what we've been talking about, because he wasn't in the presence with us, was he? He was outside. Um. And so one of your challenges in hearing what God is saying to you, and one of my challenges, is to get myself into the presence of God. Does that make sense? Now what is the presence of God? Well, I just want you to think about this. The presence of God is a holy place. Does that make sense? It's a holy place. All right? Now, what does a holy place make? Well, holy means set apart. Does that make sense? So a place or a time that has been set apart just for God. doesn't have to be special. You might set apart ten minutes on the bus. Well, that's a holy place. (laughs) You might set apart ten minutes in your office or your study or your bedroom. You might set apart your Sunday mornings to go and spend time with the Lord and God's people and experience his presence. And when you're in his presence, you can hear his voice. Does that make sense? So check this out. I love going to the prayer meeting, all right, for purely selfish reasons. Okay, sometimes I turn up for the prayer meeting late. I say sometimes, quite a lot. So I finish work late and I get home I sort the kids out, and then I, I but I'm, I never think to myself, oh, do you know what? I can't bother with the prayer meeting tonight. Because I, I really love the prayer meeting. The reason is because when you go there, you enter into God's presence. That time has been set apart for God, with God's people, and you go in, and do you know what I do sometimes? <clears throat> well, quite a lot, actually. I'll go and I'll sit down, and I don't really think about praying that much. <laughs> I just sit there and I get my phone out and I just think, I'm in the presence of God. I'm just going to let God talk to me. And do you know what he does? And I'll get most of my sermon material sitting in the prayer meeting. And do you know what I do? I'll get my mobile phone out and I'll text it to myself. <laughs> uh, that's what I do. And you think, well, Pat, you're there to pray for others. I am, and maybe I'm just being a bit selfish. But why not? We need God's word in our own lives. And I encourage you, go to the prayer meeting and just get in there. Just get into God's presence and just hear him. And just, you know, and I'll just write it down. I'll text it to myself, and sometimes I forget to turn the other phone on silent, and it goes off. (laughs) Uh, But what I'm saying is, God is... He's there and he's ready to speak. And this is a one, one of the things I, I <clears throat> absolutely love about God. is uh, He's always speaking. Okay. Um, now, 
Sunday morning, Monday night, they are times to get into God's presence. Um, but you can have that same presence of God on your own. Because that was what being a Christian is all about. You can have that sitting on the toilet. Okay, maybe you say that isn't a very holy place. But the thing is, if you set your heart aside, you can be in that place and you can be carried up into that place. Does that make sense? Um, this is one of the things I really want to say here is if you're struggling we've all struggled at times I'm struggling to hear God I just don't know what's happening I'm, life's tough at the moment don't isolate yourself from the presence of God does that make sense? it's the first thing that you'll want to do it's the first thing that your nature, your natural self, will want to do. It will say this. Don't bother going to church today. Can't be bothered. Don't bother. What's the point? Your natural self will say, because your natural self wants to get you as far away from God's word as possible. <laughs> Does that make sense? And you're going to have to say, no, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to get in God's presence because I know I hear him. Don't isolate yourself from God's presence. Don't isolate yourself from God's people. Just keep going. Uh, and you will hear God. That makes sense? Right. Now, <clears throat> I want to talk about hearing from God uh, in a sense of a sender and a receiver. TX and RX, if you know anything about networks. Okay, a lot of the time we're like, God, speak to me. God, come on, tell me. And you know what? The thing that I've learned is that God is constantly speaking to us. He says this, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. I'm going to pour myself out on everybody. And there's a sense where he's saying, I'm not going to stop pouring because my heart isn't to retract anymore. I'm just going to pour it all out. That is who God is. And that's who Jesus is. He's going to keep pouring. And so we need to understand that the sender, the transmitter, is not broke. The transmitter is transmitting. The receiver might be a bit damaged. Does that make sense? Now, we are the receiver. <laughs> it's our ears. It's the ears to our heart. That, are the, that is what receives. Does that make sense? So really, we were looking to somehow think about a radio. We're thinking, you've got to think like you're a radio wave and you've got to tune in. Does that make sense? I've got to tune in to what God's heart is and what God's voice is. Okay. Now, there are a lot of things that I would class as, uh, how do you say this, interference. Things that stop us. Uh, hearing God's voice. I'm just going to list a few of them. Maybe one will register with you and, and it's something that you can just say to the Lord, Lord, here I am. You know, I think this is something that's in a way. Please take it out of the way. Okay? Uh, there's things that cause us to dismiss thoughts God is planting into our hearts as his word. So we dismiss it. We say, oh, that, that's probably not God speaking. 
But God is speaking into our thoughts. And I want you to sort of get into that as a concept. God is speaking into our thoughts. Um, and we will dismiss like that. Yes, that's God. That's not God. That's not God. And we do it. Uh, and a lot of the time, God is speaking to us and we are dismissing. And these are some of the reasons we do it. We've got a negative mindset. Can be like that, can't we? Negative mindset. Ego. Oh, well, that's not going to be any good for me. Well, that must not be God. Does that make sense? That's high self-esteem. You've got low self, I've got low self-esteem. God's speaking to us. God, oh, that might, God wouldn't tell me to do that because I'm a nobody. Maybe God is speaking to us. These things we need to give up to God. Pride. I'm not doing that. That must not be God. <laughs> I don't want to look silly. Does that make sense? So these things we need to offer up to God and say, God, take them so I can hear you. People pleasing. We're more interested in, in keeping that other person happy than keeping God happy. So we dismiss what God is saying and, and accept what they are saying. Does that make sense? How about this? Hidden or unconfessed sin. I'll tell you what I find, uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I come into God's presence, into meetings, and I'll sit in my seat, and then I'll look to engage with God, and I can't. I just can't. Because immediately, this thing that I've done pops into my head. And I just think, oh, oh. I don't know if you, have you ever had that experience. And whenever you try to engage with God, this thing that you've done will just pop up and block it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and yet, what we do is we say, oh, well, I'll retract, I'll move back. And God is saying, no, give that thing to me and then we can start talking again. <laughs> uh, and so just learning to say, look, Lord, this is in the way. I want to give it to you. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness, that's a, that's a, that's a thing that can block us. We can't accept what God's word is for someone because we can't, we won't, we're not willing. Does that make sense? And this last one I want to say. Sometimes we can dismiss the individual sharing God's word. Does that make sense? Well, I'm not accepting anything from so-and-so because I think they're a bit of a wally. <laughs> Does that make sense? We can do it, can't we? Well, I, I, I'm not accepting him. Is what you're saying. But really, we dismiss God's word. Does that make sense? I've done it. It's easy to do. Right. Now, <clears throat> on to probably my last point or so. Ways to tune your receiver. So those are things that block our receiver. Ways to tune your receiver. Okay, get rid of all the other competing voices. Does that make sense? So if you want to really hear God's voice, um, turn the telly off. Turn your mobile phone off. Or put it in another room. <laughs> put it on silent. Whatever it is you've got to do. Turn off the other things that are competing for your attention. Go somewhere and close the door. Because what I found is 
whenever you try and do this, Satan will just throw things at you. <laughs> ah, don't look, don't listen to God. Oh, look at this, look at this, look at that. Does that make sense? And so we have to be deliberate about shutting some of those things down to make space to hear God's voice. What about additional activities? Sometimes our busyness is something that stops us tuning in. And we have to say, look, no, actually, I'm going to cut back. I can't hear God because all I can think about is work. And all I can think about is the kids. And all I can think about is my church activity. And I can't hear God anymore. Because my mind is full. All I can think about is my history. Or this or that. And what we have to do is we have to say, I'm going to cut back on some of that. So I can focus on God. Does that make sense? I've got a couple of other things. Speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is great. Uh, And one of the reasons it's great, it moves you out of the logical world of understanding, okay, and it plonks you in the spiritual world. Does that make sense? The quickest way for you to move into the presence of God is to start speaking in tongues, okay? Because it does something. Because basically, you don't understand what you're going on about. <laughs> so therefore, you've got nothing to latch onto in your mind. Does that make sense? Your mind's got nothing to latch onto to, to steer you off course. In fact, what it does is it focuses your mind, and all of a sudden, your thought patterns start aligning with God. That's what I found. And so all of a sudden, you, you realise you just spent about two or three minutes just thinking about something that God wanted you to think about. It's hard to speak in tongues, though, because it's weird, right? (laughs) But we've got to push through that because, you know, as we've been talking about uh, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, some of these things can be alien. The things of the Spirit are alien to to the flesh. Uh, We have to train ourselves a bit. Now, this is a really big key one, which I haven't touched on at all yet. Scripture. This one. Really, really important. Probably the biggest key to hearing God. Well, I don't know if it's the biggest key. But it's your biggest weapon. How about that? It's your, big, it's your biggest weapon. It's your biggest tool for hearing God. Um, <clears throat> because it's all God's word. 100% of it. Isn't that great? So when we think about God's word, um, and things come into our minds, and this is the way that God speaks. God doesn't... I found God doesn't always do this when I wake up. Patrick, today is Sunday morning and you must have peanut butter on your toast this morning. Does that make sense? God doesn't speak to me like that. He might speak to you like that and I'd say amen if he does. But the truth is it's not this big booming audible voice a lot of the time it, it's um, <clears throat> it's that still small voice that's in your heart and on your inside uh, and it's registering on a, a deeper level on a spiritual level not on a mind word level but on a spirit level it, God is registering with you and he's speaking to you and you just have a sense you don't have a, a clear instruction. You just have a sense. 
Does that make sense? And, and you have a hundred thoughts coming into your head. But one of them, your spirit recognises as, maybe that's from God. Do you know what I mean? And maybe you've had it. Maybe you think, oh, I really need to pray for this person right now. I don't know why. Ever had that? You ever thought to yourself, I'm not going in there. I don't know why. Yeah? Now God is speaking to you. He didn't say, don't go in there. But you just know there's something not... And what you, what you learn is you learn to listen to that, that voice. It's not an audible voice, but it's a, that spirit voice within you. You learn to... And the more you obey it, the easier it is to recognise. Does that make sense? Um, So what I want to say is arm yourself with God's word. And the reason for that is is this. So many times God speaks to me through scripture. Not when I read it, but when I need it. Does that make sense? So you might read it one day and then you're getting really wound up the next day. And the law brings a verse back to your mind. And you think, oh, okay, I'm all right now. <laughs> but if you didn't read that the other day, you wouldn't have anything to reference. Does that make sense? So making sure that you're filling your, your heart and your mind up with Scripture is so key. God doesn't speak anything that contradicts this book. He does not. Everything that God speaks to you will tie up with this. He won't tell you to do things that he's not saying in here. That makes sense. So you, you've got your yardstick. Not only is it all pure word, it's also your, your measuring stick. Does that make sense? Um, so when, we're, when you hear something, and, and now you might start to say, well, I think God has been speaking to me, but I'm not sure 100% if it is God speaking to me. Uh, and, and we've got to test God's word. We've got to test it's God's word. Does that make sense? Uh, and the points I put down for testing it's God's word um, is this. It's consistent with God's character. Does that make sense? So as you read your Bible, and this is why it's really important to stay in the word, as you read your Bible, you get a feel for God. That makes sense. You know what he's like. Um, and and you know what he's not like. So if someone comes to you and they say, oh, well, I think I've got a word for you. I want you to kill your cat. And you might say, well, <laughs> uh, I don't think that's consistent with God's character. I don't think he tells people to do that. It's not, it's not his style. <laughs> Does that make sense? Is it consistent with Scripture? So if, if God says, look, I just, I just want you to love people. If God says, I want you to love people, well, then you can say, or, you know, there's someone. Maybe there's someone in your life. They've been really irritating. And, and you just feel a word that says, look, just keep loving them. That's consistent with the Bible, isn't it? It's consistent with God's character over time. And that's why it's so important to know, what, know the Scriptures. This is, this is the other thing. Share uh, with your spiritual counsel. Does that make sense? 
And what I mean by that is, if God's saying something to you and you're not sure, find someone you trust in God, or some ones, might be more than one, um, and share with them. They, if they love the Lord and they love you, um, they will be able to guide you, help you. Maybe they know a verse you don't know. Um, but it says, um, iron sharpens iron, doesn't it? And they might encourage you. They, you might say, well, I, I really feel that maybe I should go for this university course and maybe God is guiding me to do And they might say, go for it. You'd really be really good at that. And you say, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe I would. I don't, I don't know what it is. But I know that you've got to surround yourself with people who are godly. <laughs> That's what the church is at the end of the day, isn't it? We're a group of people and we're together. Um, <clears throat> so, I don't say use people, but we're here for each other and we should be sharing what God is saying to us. Don't keep, if you have to keep it a secret, uh, I really think you suggest, suggest that you really think, is it really God speaking to me? Because <laughs> uh, God, God mainly keeps things out in the open. His scripture's all out in the open. Does that, does that make sense? And the, the last thing is, go and do it. We've got to do what God is speaking to us. So many times God speaks and he's saying, go, go, go. That's his word over and over again to people, isn't it? Go, go and say this, go and do this. And so a lot of the time when God speaks to you, there'll probably be an action, even if the action is wait. Okay? And what we can do is feel free to make some mistakes. Best way to find out if it was God. Now, if you think it was God and you just don't do anything about it, you'll never know if it was God or not. If you think it was God and you give it a go, I mean, you will find out very quickly if it was or wasn't God. <laughs> Or maybe you won't. Some, sometimes you don't. But a lot of the time, what we look at, test the fruit of what, what happened. Does that make sense? If God said to you, I want you to go and pray for that person because they're going to be healed. Uh, and you think, oh, okay, I'll go and do that. And you pray for them and they get healed. Well, the fruit of that is they got healed. So it must have been God speaking to you. Now, if God says just go and pray for them, but he doesn't say they'll get healed, then then you can just pray for them and that's great. you know. But do, do you see what I'm saying? If If, if God says... You know, go and tell that person that what they're doing is wrong. I mean, you've got to be you've got to be very careful, and that's where you probably take some good counsel off, off, off of people because you could hurt someone. But what's the fruit of of what God has told you to go and do? Because if God's told you to go and do it, there'll be fruit from it, and so you can look back and say, yes, that was God speaking to me because I now see what He was doing. Does that make sense? Um, I'm going to leave it there if that's okay now I did have uh, a big plan to uh, share with you some interactive things that some of the people in our church are doing um, with the word um, I don't know how long we've got how long have we had Joel well <clears throat> Simon uh, I don't know what you want to do here I'm done Okay, all right. Lord, we thank you for this morning. Uh, thank you for your word. Uh, Lord, we want to be found in you. Lord, we want to be found in your presence. Uh, help us to find you. Help us to discern your word. Uh, Lord, help us to 
um, find your path for our lives, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for all your grace, Lord, and how, um, Lord, it doesn't matter if we messed up once or twice, you're still going to keep speaking to us. It doesn't matter if we messed up a thousand times, you're still going to keep speaking. Lord, and we just want to get to know you more and more. Lord, and I, I just pray for anyone here um, who uh, maybe is identifying some of the things that are stopping them from tuning into you. Lord, I pray for them, Lord, and I lift them up. Lord, I lift myself up and just say, Lord, reveal to me, Lord, how I might be able to hear you better. Uh, Lord, we love you uh, and we lift you up. In Jesus' name, amen.